And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy. What an absolute treat. Feel the hype, spread the hype, etc. Episode, etc. My middle name, etc. Bam. I'm back on the East Coast. This bit admin, as always, brought to you by VM Apparel. Best party shirts this side of the goddamn equator. Saw your life out. VM Apparel on Instagram. And the anxiously arrogant tour rolls on. Perth, thank you to everyone that came out. A lot of fun shows. And uh, really like my new show that I'm doing. It's a lot of fun to do. So thank you to everyone that came out. Next up is Adelaide, March 10 to 14. Melbourne, March 25 to April 19. Sydney, April 23 to 26. Canberra and Brisbane, TBA, but after that at some point. Anxiously Arrogant, it's the link in my Instagram bio, Facebook, or whatever your local comedy festival is. Sydney Comedy Festival, Melbourne Comedy Festival, Adelaide Fringe. I'm doing millions upon millions of shows, so come on down. But look, I tell you what, I'm back on the goddamn East Coast, and what a time it is to be alive. Dude, Perth, thanks for the memories, brother. Appreciate it. As always, I just want to triple confirm this, but three weeks by yourself in Perth, was it too long? Do we know? Of course we know. We 100% million percent know because I did it. That was an experiment I took out by myself. And it's way too long to be in Perth by yourself, guys. It's way too long. And I was lucky to get out of there with my sanity, I would say. The, uh, the nights were fun. A lot of shows. The days, oof. Not a lot to do. 41 degrees, voices creeping in. But I don't want to uh, I don't want to talk about it for too much. I've covered that. But I will say, just a little bit more on the end of my Perth trip. Some fun stuff happened. I want to talk about this. This hostel I was staying in, in Perth, right? It was a wild place. Portuguese everywhere. But a couple of little stories I didn't tell you is that in this hostel, uh, firstly, they wouldn't let me check in at this hostel in Perth. Now, what happened was, I went out on the Friday night. I had a week left to go in Perth. Did I book any accommodation for my last week? No, because because I was under the assumption that uh, the world revolves around me and I was just able to get cheap accommodation that is also extremely good whenever I want it at hours notice, okay? I was mistaken. Uh, so I booked this hostel. Um, a girl I was with the night before left her phone at the Airbnb. So I had to go and give, it's it's like 41 degrees. I've packed up all my shit. I've got to go get to this hostel, but I've got to take a ride at this KFC. Uh, I called like, you know, the last number on the phone. I was like, oh, I've got your friend's phone. They're like, sweet, we'll meet you at this KFC in about half an hour. I go, sweet. So I go, treat myself to a little zinger box. Thank you. And these two blokes rock up and they're like, they text, the, they text me, they go, hey, we're at the KFC, where are you? And I go, oh, I'm here. I give them the phone. They're like, oh, man, thanks so much for... Because uh, the girl had work early in the morning. So she was at work. They go, oh, we're mates with her. Thanks so much for the phone. Uh, no worries at all. And it's like one of these like phone, but it's also like a phone case and a wallet type thing. And and then so I give them that. And then I'm just get back in the zinger box, having a great old time. And uh, then I look over my shoulder and the guys are like going through the wallet part of the phone. And then, I don't know if they're checking to see if I stole anything or if they're stealing something, but they seem dodgy. I don't want to say they were 
definitely criminals, but they looked poor. So I don't know what the, I, I'm just, I think I might've just given this girl's phone to some local criminals who had somehow bamboozled me. I'm not sure what went on, but they looked dodgy and I just got a dodgy vibe and they were looking through the wallet part of the phone. I think they were maybe looking for cash and they were going to maybe take the cash and give her the thing and be like, oh, this guy took your cash. I don't know what was going on. But when I looked over and they were still there looking through the phone, I was like, and they kind of got spooked and kind of like ran off. I was like, oh, what are you doing, lads? So that was weird. Finished the Zinger box. Head to this hostel. It's 41 degrees. I'm so hungover. I'm on like two hours sleep. Lugging this bag around town. I get in there. French guy behind the uh, reception. He goes, I got a booking. Da, 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 da. Sorted out on break. Thank you. And he goes, no worries. I just need your passport to check you in. I go, okay, that's cool. But I don't have a passport because I'm Australian and I'm just traveling domestically. So I've got my driver's license. I'm sure that'll do. And he goes, no, it's a, it's a hostel policy. We must have your passport to check you in. Otherwise, I can't check you in. I go, look. And I'm on edge at this point. I'm, I'm staring down making a huge scene at this reception desk. I go, why? I didn't swear, but I go, why the hell would I have my passport? I'm traveling from Sydney to Perth in my own country. There's no need for me to have a passport. It's a stupid rule, mate. Like, I've got plenty of identification. Just check me in. And he goes, I can't. If you like, I can get the manager down. I go, oh, God, for I go, right, what if I get a picture of the passport? And he goes, oh, that would maybe work. I go, well, aren't you just going to take a picture of it? And he goes, well, yeah. I go, well, then a picture sounds like it's going to be just fine, brother. Got this French guy telling me I can't fucking check into this shit hostel in Australia. If anyone's checking passports around here, brother, it's me. You know, what sort of a work visa are you on? Okay. So at this point, I'm just furious. I called my... um. My mate, Adam, who's staying in my room at home, I go, mate, I need my passport. Send me a photo of it. It's in the top right drawer. And I'm just like, am I with 10? Because it took me half an hour to get onto anyone. He was like asleep. So then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, he can't find the passport, even though I told him exactly where it was. He's like, oh, I'm looking in the top right drawer. It's not there. I go, oh, all good. But also, it's definitely there. It's a million percent there. Um, it's It's definitely there. Get the passport. He goes, oh, I can't see it, Bill. I go, Adam, Adam, it's there. It's definitely there. He goes, ha oh, here it is. I go, was it in the top right drawer? He goes, it was. I go, ha, 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 ha. Thanks, friend. I did appreciate it, but I'm on edge because this French guy's under my skin. And then so I, I give him the photo of the passport. I've been in the reception for like an hour at this point. Losing it. Goddamn losing it. And, uh, look, was able to check into the hostel, but this place was a goddamn, they were watching you. They had this thing in the kitchen called a list of shame. All right. A list of shame. And what this was, was basically if you left a plate or a spoon out in the kitchen, there was this like Portuguese chick who was like kind of overlooked the kitchen. And also she must've been looking on the cameras cause she wasn't always in the kitchen. So if you, and they're pinning like 10 people a day, there was a big list of shame in the kitchen, right? And it said like, it would have the date, the time, 
your name and the reason you're on the list of shame. And then you have to go to reception and pay $10, right? 10 bucks because you've got to clean a goddamn fork. This place was a communist haven. I think it might be a, sl- a, a freaking cell for Venezuela. Venezuelan? Is Venezuela, Venezuela, Venezuela? Insert communist country here. But this was, there was, they were cooking something up behind the doors of this hostel. So they were pinning like 10 people a day on this. And it's kind of creepy because they were obviously like, you're in the kitchen making yourself a, you know, a Vegemite sandwich. Uh, and, and this chick's on the cameras watching you going, you better clean that knife, you piece of shit. Do I see a bit of Vegemite left on that plate? Darcy, we know you don't have your passport. We're this close to kicking you out. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And uh, one time I was cooking pasta and this Portuguese chick's like looking over my shoulder. It's just me and her in the kitchen. And I just, I put the lid of the pot off and I'm just putting the pasta, I'm draining the water, putting it in my bowl. As she comes over and goes, you use this? She's got the lid. I put it down for seven seconds. I go, what? She goes, did you use this? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to clean it. And she goes, we'll make sure you do. I go, yeah, okay, I'll clean it, all right? Just calm the fuck down. This is a hostel. Why don't you go get a job at a five-star hotel and you can boss around people who actually work in a kitchen, okay? I'm stand-up comedian Billy Darcy. Get around the pod, you know? I don't work in this kitchen. I don't work in this hostel, you know? So just let it go, babe. Just let it go. Just chill on out. And so she was there. She was pinning people left and right. And someone actually wrote on the on the list of shame um, uh, down the bottom, everyone who works here is a cunt, which I personally found to be a real blow against the uh, the regime. So I love that from that bloke, whoever that was. I just want to fucking have a look at this. No, I think it's all right. Um, oh, shit. Um, ah, oh, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. The signs come down. I've dropped my phone. It's all happening. Um, my roommate just texted me, are you up? You know, this is, this is the sort of shit I can't. Are you up? Yeah, I am up, Sam. Working. Okay, I'm goddamn working, you know, so I've been done. This is pretty much the closest thing I've ever done to a live podcast because this is going to be released the second I'm done. I'm recording this on the 20th of February. Uh, I got a later start at work and I thought, oh, let me get up maybe around 8, 8.30, have a coffee, chill out, you know, spread, uh, spread the wings, chat to the neighbors, inspect the lawn. Then maybe when I'm good and ready, I'll record a podcast. Then, apparently, we've got a plumber coming in at 8, 8.30 in the morning to fix the bathroom that I'm, I, my bedroom's right next to it. So, I thought that could really fuck up the day. But, here's the thing. So, I've got up at 6.30, because it takes me a while to set, set this stupid camera up and shit. I get up at 6.30 to do the pod right. So, now, I want to get this done before 8 o'clock when this plumber comes. He's coming 8, 8.30. And if he's drilling away, it's going to ruin the pod. It's going to ruin the, the beautiful, beautiful words coming out of my mouth. But here's the thing. We all know this bloke's not coming at 8 o'clock. It's, it's a mug off. All right. I get up at 
because he's supposed to come in at 8. We all know he's going to be here at 12, at the earliest. In fact, if we see him today at all, it'll be a goddamn miracle. Because these tradies, they don't give a fuck about your time. Dude, that's why that's why they they think it's okay to charge you $600 an hour just to mark up a job. Because it's your hour. It's not theirs. They couldn't give a shit. All right? They were there for 20 minutes. You're paying by the hour. What's happening? It's all a scam. So I'm basically, I'm up early to record the pod before this non-existent plumber comes over. And you know what? If he gets here at 10.30, hey bud, how you going? I'm just going to blast this podcast from four different speakers at him while he does his work. I'll be like, hey bud, do I sound a little tired? Yeah, that's because I got up at 6.30 to record this to work around your fucking schedule you're not even sticking to, you piece of shit. And you know what? I bet he's a great guy. I bet he gets here at 8.15. bet he does a great job. I apologize, but it's my pod. It's the last time I'll say it. It's the last time I'll say it. So it's all happening. I, I got a few things I want to say. Oh, God, yeah. I tell you, <laughs> Pelican of the Week right here. So you know what you do this? This is just... Oh, yeah. So firstly, uh, last couple of nights in Perth, um, one of the nights, if you recall that the girl from last episode who was texting her ex and then I was like, yeah, just text him. I mean, everyone don't even worry about it just cause I was trying to get with her friend. Oof, selfish for me. She ended up crying a lot cause her ex-boyfriend said, I never loved you or something. I'm not sure. But anyway, I see her again the next night, her and her mate. And you know, it was the day before Valentine's day. It was Thursday night and girls, I got to say, Just know that no single guy even knows it's Valentine's Day. Okay? It's not it's not a thing for single guys. It's really it's a it's a holiday for for women and maybe flamboyant gay men. But it's not it's not really a thing. Like it's it's quite so just don't go just you know, keep it to yourself because there's a lot of Valentine's Day carry on, right? But it's like we're not I'm sorry, are we, are we in a six-year relationship? Am I going to propose to you at the at the top of Mount Fuji on a Japanese holiday? Because that would be romantic. And I'd do that if I wanted to marry you. But I just met you. So let's just... like I, ki- I kissed a girl Thursday night around 1am. So it's technically Valentine's Day. And she was like... I was like, oh, Valentine's Day. What a, what a time. Joking. And she's like, oh my God, you're my first Valentine. I can't believe this. And she was serious. And I was like... What the? I'm I'm not your Valentine. I'm stand-up comedian Billy Darcy. It's me, Billy. Get her out of the pod, you know. Chill out. She was freaking me out, to be honest. She's like, "Oh, you're my first Valentine. Are you gonna get me a gift?" And I was like, and she was laughing, but she was also her mouth was laughing, but her eyes were like, "Haha, seriously, get me a fucking gift." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." <laughs> so. But I did, I did this on Valentine's Day night. I'm talking to this, uh, this girl, my friend. And the girl, uh, let's call her Sarah, who was texting her ex. She's supposed to meet up with her ex on Valentine's Day uh, to go hiking. And this guy has cheated on her multiple times. Uh, and also, didn't just cheat on her, right? Had like a six-month relationship with another guy while they were going out. No, another girl, I should say. So for six months of their two-year relationship, this guy had like, not like, oh, so drunk, 
fuck this chick. Like, he, he like, was going out with another girl for six months. Right? Hard to pull off in the modern era. So, fair play to this guy. He's obviously a very organized young man to have two genuine girlfriends on the go. But, so I'm hammered um, Thursday night. And I'm, you know, when you just get too into a, you get too, like, oh, it's embarrassing. I'm trying to think how to describe it. When you get too, like, uh, in, you're too, like, fired up about something and, you, and you're drunk and you just, like, you just go, ah, oh, that was embarrassing. So, like, I'm going to this girl. I'm like, Sarah, you, you can't go back to this guy. He's a piece of shit. I hate him. I'm like, you, 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 you're worth it, babe, all this. You know, just give it to the fucking, give it to the, the you could do it speech or whatever. Like, come on, look at you. You're beautiful. You're a, you know, you got a, you're wearing a trendy belt. You've got a great personality, you know, all this. And I'm just like, it's just highly embarrassing. I'm basically giving like a fucking TED talk. And she ended up hiking with this guy anyway. So it was a complete failure. Um, but I will say then, so I went back to her friend's house that night. And embarrassingly, so she lives in like the nicest apartment. And uh, she had aircon. She had a spare bedroom. Sick freaking, uh, uh, you know, huge lounge room. It was, it was going off. Go back to her place. We chuck on 10 things I hate about you. But we just... We just skip straight to the bit where the chick cries at the end and goes, I hate it when you're nice to me. I hate it when you're not nice to me. And she's crying. Heath Ledger's crying. It was going off. That's that's Valentine's Day. Go back to a girl's house on Valentine's Day. You skip straight to the end of 10 things we hate about you. That's the vibe. But the next day, I pretty much straight up, I don't want to sound like a freeloader, but I pretty much refused to leave this girl's house. Uh, I didn't leave until 1pm because she had aircon and a kitchen where you could not have some Portuguese lady scream at you. I was like, oh God, please don't send me back there. She was like, and it was kind of awkward because like, she was like, do you have anywhere to be? And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't have anywhere to be because I'm in Perth. What do I got? I got nothing to do. So she was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And And she didn't have anywhere to be either. So I was like, should I make you a coffee or something? I was like, please, please don't send me back to the hostel. And I ended up walking back to the hostel in like, again, 41 degrees. There's something about 41 that just sounds so much worse than 40. Oh, dude, it was 40 degrees the other day. Fuck, that's that's warm. Yeah? Where I was, it was 41. Pfft. Cancel work. That's a safety hazard at that point. So it's all happening. I will say I had some feedback to stop drinking the iced long blacks on the pod because apparently the ice clinking in the microphone is just irritating to some. And you know what? I'll stop doing it because I love the people that listen to this pod. What I will not stop doing is loving iced long blacks every minute of the day outside of this podcast. It's a fantastic beverage. Fantastic. Um, but I want to speak for a bit here. So it's O week at uni, right? Everyone's going back to uni. It's very exciting. Um, I myself was a uni student for many years. And so I just want to give, um, I just want to give some advice for local, not even local, international, London, Budapest, wherever you're going to uni. Uni is going back. I, I want to give some advice for new uni students because it's a wild time uni. Okay, 
And there's some great benefits to it because uni as a lifestyle is fantastic because it's the only time in your life you can be poor and it's socially acceptable. All right. You know, oh yeah, I've only, I don't have any money. I work one day a week, but I'm at uni. I'm studying. Your mum's like, oh, of course you are. You little legend. Keep, keep going. You know, not, nothing makes mum prouder than you going to uni. All right. Let me just say, when you're 25 without a nickel to your name, hey, people aren't as stoked for you, all right? When you're, just a, when you're just a normal guy who's just poor for some reason, not as hip, I'll say that, okay? Not as hip. But you, you study, you say, look, I'm doing an online course for two hours a week. They go, fuck, you're improving yourself. Go nuts, you know? Be as poor and as big of a loser as you want, Bill. Once you stop studying, though, I'm sure... That, You'll be earning riches upon riches. So that's the good thing about uni. I will say to anyone starting a you know starting a new course, if it's not what you expected, that's okay. All right, you can always transfer. You just got to get in. If your course wasn't what you expected, it's fine. I personally did a year of psychology. Don't know what the hell happened there. I found out on the first lecture, psychology is a science. Nobody told me that, okay? This guy was talking about stats and or research. No deal, champ. I thought we were just going to talk about our feelings the whole time. You know, I had some demons to work through. But, so, you know, it, you don't know what goes on and you can always transfer. Don't stress, you know? Um, I will say, yeah, with the whole thing, just once you're in uni, they'll pretty much let you do anything you want anyway. So, like, it's better probably just to start something you don't love and work it out in there because once you're in the building, they'll let you do anything you want. You could go in there with a freaking an ATAR or a high school score of seven. Once you're in, they'll let you transfer to law straight away. Get get in there, champ. Have a crack at law. You know, as long as you keep building your hex debt by thousands upon thousands of dollars, they'll let you do whatever you want, pretty much. So I will say, uh, look, this is a big one, but some people actually it takes them a semester to get this lectures are optional okay now not everyone knows that if it was important they would put it in the powerpoint you don't need to listen to this guy prattle on in fact not even everything in the powerpoint i'd just be skimming stuff for stuff that's in italics to be honest okay if it's not in italics next slide don't actually go to the lecture uh, unless you want to see a 28 year old man with very few social skills sort of bumble through a speech in front of 44 people in a 3,000 person theater, okay? And give your lecturers a break because they're mostly just people who are too scared to leave uni themselves, all right? Just leave them alone. They're more scared of you in the real world than you are of them, okay? They've never felt love. Just tell them they did a good job on the way out. So you got to give it to these lecturers. Um, look, here's a big one. First assignment of the semester while you still got full of enthusiasm, you want to smash that assignment. It's usually like an open book coloring exam anyway. You know, just stay within the lines. There you go. Get get 100% on that. That's going to that's gonna really help you when it, when it comes to the final exam and you've run out of steam and you're hungover and you just, you hate yourself. Because you did so well on the first exam, you can now get like 37% on the final exam and still pass the course. Okay. You can sneak in because you you got him in week two. Hey, work smarter, not harder. But pretty much everything is optional, I would say. Be very careful of joining some of these societies and or clubs. 
okay? The, the liberal socialists, the Quidditch club, all this, pretty much cults, okay? You know, you, you sit down for a, for a sausage, a free sausage sizzle one day on a picnic mat. Next thing you got some guy telling you we got to close the borders. You just go, okay, buddy, okay. Back away slowly, and whatever you do, don't say, I do law, because they'll be all over that, all right? So stay away from these societies. They're very bizarre, and they're mostly filled with kind of people who want to be politicians for the wrong reasons, you know? It's like, oh, I want to, you know, if I was in power, we could see a real difference, you know? Why is healthcare free? <laughs> so, I don't know. But uni is so exciting. It really is. Like, here's another thing. Don't be fooled by the length of the degree. A lot of them are three-year degrees, four years with honours. That is just a serving suggestion, okay? You can take six, even seven years to get through that, all right? Don't stress at all. As long as you're still actually going to uni, your mum can still talk about you up at the shops, all right? So just take your time. There's no rush. And whatever you do, for Christ's sake, don't ever actually drop out, okay? That's a dirty word, drop out. What you want to do is defer. That's the word you're looking for. All right? When you drop out of law because you couldn't handle it, you don't tell people you dropped out. You say, I'm taking a year to step back. I'm taking a breather. You know, I just want to see, I just want to step back and see what the industry's doing long term before I really jump in. Okay? Go off to England, find yourself, whatever bullshit. But don't ever actually say the words drop out because everyone's just going to be like, ah, oh, couldn't handle it, could you? That's the end of him. Go get a. You know, go get a job at Macca's, you piece of shit, okay? But you say, I defer, you're golden, okay? And you can, this is a, a little known fact, you can actually defer for more than one year. Uh, basically, I wouldn't say you've dropped out until it's 15 years later and you're married with kids and, and you have a plumbing business, okay? Don't ever say you've dropped out. You just deferred and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, group assignments. This one's a big one. This one is a big one. You're going to want to leech onto a real high achiever in the class, okay? They will mostly be wearing glasses and they will have a MacBook Pro, but they have a, like, not a stylish case, like a really, like a bulky case on the MacBook Pro and they'll have six different highlighters with them. Grab onto that person and don't let go until you get a HD, Okay. Take them straight to the top, leech off them, and then just pray they don't spray you too much in the team review at the end. You should be all right. Now, this is a big one. No one wants to hear it, but when you're doing a group assignment, make sure everyone in your group speaks the Inglese, okay? We want everyone speaking the English because if you get caught in a group with, uh, you know, some Brazilian legend and, uh, you know, some, some other legend straight out of Shanghai, look, I'm sure they're great blokes, but you're going to be doing most of the work, Okay. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, Venezuela and China, I'm sure that'd be a great mix for maybe a local restaurant. Uh, but for a group assignment, you're going to be repeating Psych 104. So let's get you, you you're going to want to just anyone who can speak English. And then, and then further than that, people who are much, much, much more dedicated to the cause than you. Okay. It's hard enough carrying some bloke that even knows what uni is at, but you get some bloke from freaking from downtown Serbia, straight out of the Baltics. He doesn't even know why he's in Sydney. His mum just put him on a plane and said, come back a hero. 
Now he's in marketing 103 with you. He doesn't know why he's doing this group assignment. So you got to be careful. If you want to have... Okay, firstly... If you want to sort of, I guess... You find yourself in a degree and you're failing, but you don't want to drop out. Here's what you do. You go to a local op shop. You buy about $200 worth of weird shirts and hats and four-fifths pants, and you transfer to an arts degree immediately, okay? It's got no practical applications, but you're still technically at uni, which means mum can still talk about you at the shops. And that's really what it's all about. So you want to you be doing that. Um, I will say, if you want to have any relevance socially in semester two each year, after everyone comes back from the, uh, the mid-semester break in July, you're going to want to go on a $25,000 European getaway minimum okay you're gonna be sal croatia and santorini otherwise you're gonna have nothing to talk about in weeks one through three all right so make sure you do that um if you're wondering how all the people in your class can afford this sort of trip even though they work two days a week in a cafe uh it's because sal croatia if they take dad's amex so a lot of people at uni will come from more money than you and you know what i would get bitter about that almost immediately um and let it just sort of burn into a resentful little ball in your chest until one day you just scream. You go, look, Kate, not all of us can afford to go to fucking Croatia for six weeks for no reason. Okay. I went down to Wollongong, coastal town. We had a good time. All right. Middle of winter, went on a beach holiday down south. Is that good enough for you, Kate? And you walk out because you just ruined the lecture. But so that European trip is key. Absolutely fucking key. Now, this is, this is the last one. This is a big one. At some point, you will find yourself in a uni romance, okay? Fantastic. One of, one of the best romances is the uni romance. Uh, my, only, my only tip would probably be avoid law students because all they do is moan about how much reading they have to do. Oh, my God, I've got to read. Look at all this. Got to read this before next week. It's like, what, do you think there was only three laws or something? You were like, I mean, apart from don't steal and don't kill, I thought... I'd be graduating after that. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of laws, all right? And most people doing law, they're only doing it because they got the score to get in. It's an ego thing. They're like, oh, God, I wanted to, I wanted to open a, you know, a boutique florist cafe, but I got 99. I feel like I should get into criminal law real quick. Most of them drop out. That's fine. That's fine. But yeah, so you just don't want to be dating that person before they drop out because it's just, it's going to be a lot of hassle for nothing, really. But I will say, the thing with the uni romance is, it's it's a great romance, but the only thing is, just when they leave you, and they will, because it's a uni romance, just pray it's not before a big assignment or something, okay? You don't want to be crying into your pillow, and you got a freaking, a 55% exam the next day. Get your head in the game, alright? Get some freaking Xanax or something, sort it out, okay? Because in six years, you're not even going to, you know, you... you you're not going to remember, remember Kate, but you'll still be at uni trying to get through Marketing 304 if you let her shatter your heart and shatter your dreams, okay? So here's the thing. A lot of people don't know this. You can actually, you can still pass an exam if you cry through the whole thing. So whatever happens, I've seen mates freaking, you know, they get their heart broken in year two. They, they take a semester off, fucks their whole thing. Just keep going. Just keep going, okay? Even if you're crying at the back of the exam hall, 
keep circling A, B, or C, you know? Just keep circling them. But uni's a great time. I will say, I think you should live at uni. I didn't, but I think you should. And you should definitely do exchange. Again, I didn't, but they're two things I wish I did. Um, and I would say do exchange in America. My mate did exchange in Arizona. I went over there for a, a couple of weeks just to check it out. Dude, what the fuck goes on over there, you know? It is wild. It's like you just jump into like an American Pie movie. They are not exaggerating over there. You do have to talk to Americans, which is obviously not ideal um, because they're just fucking annoying as shit. But it's a great time over there. It is a great time. And uh, and uni nights, yeah, you want to be going out on your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Not not every one of them, but usually usually there's a uni night on one of these things. And uh, make sure you make the most of it. The big one when I was 18, 19, 20 was Thursday nights at this pub was great. And just go nuts because once you get once you get out of uni, everyone's got a real job and then they're, they're not going to be as keen to go out till 3am on a Wednesday. Okay? They're not going to be as keen. So live it up, lap it up. You know, when you're 19, you're at uni, you can just be a piece of shit. Your mum's proud of you. It's fucking, it's going off. It is going off. So just what a time to be alive, you know? And, uh, and yeah, and then obviously... When you graduate uni, you've got to do what every great young Australian does and uh, start a stand-up comedy career and get on the goddamn road. All right, I'll see you out there. Hey? <laughs> Dude, that... that was my problem was I started stand-up and I was like, I was going to go into radio and then I started stand-up and I was like, oh, no, this is, this is much better than that. And... But I still have like a year and a half on my uni degree. It was like a weird amount of time. And obviously when you start stand-up, you're just doing open mics. So it wasn't like I could really justify not going to uni. Because it was like, well, I got nowhere to... I'm not touring or doing any paid work. So it's like... So I just did stand-up for the first year and a half and then completed my uni degree. Which was good. But now I owe (laughs) $22,000. And I will never use that degree. So, you know... Potato, potato. I owe the government a lot of monado. I don't know. I don't know what that was. But anyway. I will say this. Oh, wait. I put this on the computer. All right. Put my notes on the computer today. I've revolutionized the pod. Not as much looking in the phone, you know. But I will say the sun's gone down. I think it's ruined the lighting in my bedroom. I don't know. So, I hope those uni tips were enjoyable because I think that just went for about 15 minutes. Um, okay. What about this? With this whole... People are sort of uh, gearing up for Europe trips now already. Uh, not gearing up, but like, it's a lot of like, you know, they're about to press confirm on the plane flight and it's like, get keen, you know, Jess Scoliomosis or whatever her name is. And uh, it's like, you know. But. Ah, uh, oh, man. I will say, I don't know about this whole thing. We're like, I do it. Everyone does it. Everyone does it. You know, like, it's fine. But this whole thing of like, people who, some people are really bad at it. People, and I think I've talked about this before, but people who are literally radio silent on social media until they're doing something cool. Like they're doing something like interesting 
or like brag worthy. Like no stories, no posts for months. And then like they'll be booking a flight to Europe and it's just like, it's like three stories worth of like, get keen. Oh my God, can't wait. And then it's a photo of uh, like her and this girl at a bar being like, three months from now we'll be on a beach. And it's like, okay, well, what the fuck you been up to for the last three months, babe? Hey, didn't see too many posts of you getting the bus to that, that intern job at the accounting firm, did I? You know, I just think, just be a, f- if you're going to be on social media, be there, be there for everything, you know? I'll post a, I'll post a photo when I'm hungover as fuck. I look like Anakin when he turns evil. And, uh, you know, cause I'm there, I'm, I'm there for everything. I mean, I'm in no matter what, you know, I'll post a photo post bomb. Sometimes I'll post a video post bomb. I'll post a video post crush, you know, be there for whatever. Okay. It's social media. It's not, it's not good times media. It's not look at me. My life's better than yours. Media. It's social. Okay. And then, uh, it's, it's, it's the extremes. I can't get around as much. People are either like on their, like, <laughs> this might be mean, but people either post when they're like, oh my God, like, you know, heading off to Santorini, the departure photo, or whatever. Everyone's talked about the departure photo, but then, and then you don't hear from them for three months and, uh, until their next holiday or their, or their throwback to the last holiday. I saw, uh, I saw the worst throwback I've ever seen was a girl posted a memory on her Facebook, I know, and she said it was a throwback to her bookie, the Europe trip. It wasn't even a throwback to the trip. She goes, oh my God, I can't believe two years ago today I booked, I completed the booking for my big Europe trip. Oh, I was so excited. If only I knew the memories I was about to make. What? (laughs) She posted a memory of what she did before she made actual memories. You can't post a pre-memory. You can't post... You can't post you anticipating a memory. A memory of... You anticipating a memory. (laughs) It's just wild. Like... Oh, yeah. So then... The other thing was... um, Yeah, so people are either posting when they're... uh, When they're on a a holiday. Or when they're just about to fucking... Like, top themselves. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's a land of extremes out there on social media. It's like, uh, the, it'll be them on a beach with a cocktail being like, I am living the life. And then the next week it's like, don't be fooled by some of my, my Instagram posts. I am not living the life. <laughs> I too experienced the black dog. You shouldn't make jokes about depression, but the black dog's pretty funny. The black dog. He barks at me through the door. I can't sleep. He's, he's barking so goddamn loud. Oh, fuck. But get help if if you, you know the black the black dog. Why don't they call it like the fucking the dark leopard or something? That would have been sick. The dark leopard, the dark leopard, the dark leopard. He's climbing above the trees. I can't sleep. He's gonna jump down and bite me with his with his fang, fangs of angst. His angst fangs. But seriously, guys, mental health's a real issue, and uh, sort yourselves out. Um, or you could just get some goddamn anxiety like a man, you know? Hey? All right. Um, what was I talking about? Instagram. Instagram. Oh, yeah. So the European trips. The European trips. That's right. So I will say this coffee I've had has just hit me like a steam train. Um, so the Instagram. The Instagram the European trips, 
I will say this. I don't like it. And this has happened to me before. When people tell you after your trip, they're asking about your trip, and they like retroactively add all the places they think you should have gone, even though you, you've returned. It's like, like uh, this one girl was saying to me, like, I was like, oh yeah, so I went, I went here, here, and here, and she's like, oh yeah, you, sh- you definitely should have gone here. Did you go here? What about here? And it's like, oh, I didn't go to those places, and they're like, oh man, you didn't go. You didn't go there. Oh, you missed out, man. Best place ever. You should have gone. Can't believe you didn't go. And it's like, I don't have infinite time and money. All right. It was a four week trip. You can't cover every European city in four weeks. You know, it's like, oh, dude, I tell you what, you would have flown straight past, uh, straight past Israel. Man, did you get to Israel? No, I didn't get to Israel. Oh my God. Can't believe you were so close to Israel. You didn't go. It's like, why didn't, why don't you just give me a million dollars and I'll just travel for five years and I'll go everywhere. I'll go absolutely everywhere and then I'll come back and when you say, did you go here? I'll be like, yeah, I went there. And you can be like, it's good, isn't it? I'll be like, yeah, it was good. And then you can just calm the fuck down. Okay. Every time people are adding to your trips and it's like, yeah, okay, I didn't get everywhere. All right, what am I, Captain Cook? You know, I had $7,000, all right? I went everywhere you can go with $7,000. You know, and, and people get so on their high horse, this is a big one. They get on their high horse about solo travel. Like, if you didn't travel solo, it's like not really traveling. I had this one girl, a mate of mine's ex-girlfriend. And uh, she goes, oh, Billy, I heard um, you went to... Uh, Europe a couple of years ago, but you, you went with a f- couple of friends, is that right? Like, yeah, I went with a couple of friends. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, so it wasn't like a full-on sort of, like, it was more of a holiday, I guess. I go, what? She goes, well, you just sort of, you know, going with friends, sort of drinking, that's probably more of a holiday. I go, yeah, I guess. What's the problem? She goes, well, you know, when you go by yourself for like a couple of months, it's more of like, you know, it's not as much of a holiday, it's more of kind of like a journey type thing, more of an adventure. I go, oh, okay. So it's a crime to have friends now. I go, how, I'm thinking, how many group chats did you light up trying to get one of your mates to come with you besides, before you decided you were going on a journey? You know? I bet if your mate Sarah wanted to go, you would have been on a fucking... You would have been having a great old time like I did with my friends, which is fine. It's fine to have friends. It's fine to go on holiday with your friends. Okay? What is it? Because you cried in a hostel room. Your, your trip was more worthwhile than mine. It wasn't. Okay? It wasn't. So this whole thing, just go on a goddamn holiday. Go up the coast. Go to a nice coastal town for a week. Whatever. Whatever. But yeah, people get on their high horse with the whole Europe thing. This talking about uni has taken me back to when you get back. I remember one time, uh, one uni break, I went to Southeast Asia. And I came back, everyone had been to Europe and they were like, oh, you went to Southeast Asia. Why would you do that? And I'm like, why wouldn't you? It's great. But anyway, I clearly have a chip on my shoulder. And you know what? Happy to have it. Happy to have it. But yeah, this whole solo traveler thing. I've traveled solo a little bit. It's fine. Do you know what's more fun? Having your best friends there. (laughs) By a mile. It's better in every way. Literally every way. But anyway, whatever. You know, oh no, you don't meet as many people. You do. you, You definitely meet heaps of people still. 
You know, you just don't have to talk to some 40-year-old bloke from Kazakhstan because you're desperate for a connection. You know, you talk to who you actually want to talk to. But anyway, so get out there and travel. And if you want to, if you're getting depressed, post on Instagram and then post about European travelers and then post one with your friends and then go on a solo journey and then come back and go to uni and then fucking listen to the pod throughout. Get in. But I think I've got one more thing to say. And it's 8.25 here. Where's the plumber? He's not here. Okay. He's not here because he's not coming. And that's fine. I know that he was never coming. He knows he was never coming. But it was the 1% chance that he would come that meant I had to get up early. And do you know what? He's mugged me off. I've got egg on my face. He's won this battle. When he, when he gets here, will I say, hey, mate, how are you? And I'll be an absolute gentleman. I will. I will. But yeah, I've been absolutely mugged off by this guy. There's no doubt. All right. Last thing. Last bloody thing. All right. Oh, yeah, I will say this. I will say this. Equality. I'm still waiting for the day to just turn this, just do a complete 180 on you fucking pelicans and uh, and just turn this into like a extremely political podcast or like or like a gaming podcast or something one day. One day I rock up and all I talk about is World of Warcraft in depth with no jokes for an hour. And then I go, all right, that was get around me. I'll see you next week. And I never address it. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, I will say this. So, oh yeah. Bit of bad news, guys. The Mazda Metro is out of commission at the moment. It ran out of rego while I was in Perth. And it always costs millions of dollars to register it because the guy's always like, you got to fix this, this, and this. That'll be 800 bucks. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't really have the money to do it. And it's so it's such an old car. It's broke. It, it had a good 2019, 2018 broke down on me like you would not believe. So I thought, I don't know if it's worth registering again. The old girl, you know, I've driven that thing dead set all over New South Wales, all over New South Wales. Like I've flogged the shit out of it and it still runs like a gem. Love the Metro. It's a very sad day, but I'm borrowing my, my roommate Macca. My roommate Macca is doing very well. He's got a spare car. Okay. He's got a work car and a spare car. So I'm borrowing his car. The only thing was it didn't have a side view mirror. So I went and got one of these stick on side view mirrors and $15. It's like a big sheet of mirror. You just cut it to size, stick it on. How good's that? Does it sound too good to be true? Because it is. It turns out this mirror is purely for trying to get cars through Rego and has no practical purposes whatsoever. It's like one of those, it's like one of those clown mirrors from, from Luna Park. It's like, it's all like distorted and wavy. It turns everything into like a, into like a circle. It's like that Instagram filter where it like swells your face up. So I'm driving along. I'm doing 80 to this gig in Cronulla last night, trying to get in the right hand lane. It's on the driver's side, this mirror. And I can just see like, there's like six different Toyota Camrys, but they're all the same car. I can't tell which lane they're in, how fast they're going. It's a goddamn death trap. So I need to get this, this clown mirror sorted out. And it just makes me miss the Metro more, you know. I'm trying to get in the right-hand lane. I can't tell which lane I'm in through this camera, through this mirror. It's a freaking nightmare. And it just makes me go, oh, the Metro. You know, great mirrors on the Metro. I would zip around town in that thing. We'll say I'm driving an automatic car now, and it just makes you feel so lazy. 
I dead set reckon I could, because the Metro's a manual car. Because I'm not a bitch. Nah, I don't care about that stuff. But you know when people are like, oh, you drive, you don't drive manual, mate. What's wrong, mate? Not, you know, like, you're not a car man, mate. You're not a car man. It's like, nah. Why don't you, you're going to drive manual. Why don't you just ride a horse to work, you fucking chooch. But, but I've been driving manual for the last few years. It is fun. It is fun when you're just fucking, you know, flogging it Vin Diesel style. But I will say, going from manual to automatic, I feel like I could dead set. I feel like I should get like a make your own burrito bar and put that in there and just fucking make up a couple burritos while I'm driving. I got nothing to do with my, my left hand. You know, I'm just, I'm doing these ones. I feel like I should be spreading guac on a nice burrito. Got all the time in the world. So yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, it's good. It's good driving the automatic. I will say I find myself, because usually in the manual car, it, it regulates your speed for you. So you're being four, if you get up to 80 and then, you know, the car's like starts revving, you go, oh shit, got to get into fifth. You, you, you notice your speed more. In the fucking automatic, I'm just, I'm driving along and I go, you know, tune's blaring. And I go, oh, I'm doing 130 k's an hour. Whoops. Whoops. How's this as well? I get back from my Perth trip and I am broke as a joke until my Perth money comes in. And even then, poor. And uh, uh, I get back and my mum texts me. She goes, oh, you got a letter today. Literally the day I get back to Sydney, she goes, uh, it's a fine. Apparently you ran a red light before you left. It's a $460 fine. Awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. $460 for running a red light. And let's be honest, it was a gentleman's yellow. I'll say that right now. And was I speeding? I actually wasn't. So I feel like 460 is a bit steep on that. And if you think I'll be paying that immediately, you're out to lunch. I'll be fighting that until deep into 2021. Okay? I've already pulled the, everything in the book. Um, and I'll be, delaying, I'll be delaying justice for as long as I can. And uh, so, yeah, pray for me on that one. I simply cannot afford that fine. Um, but, yeah. Is that the end of the pod? Feels like it. I will say... Oh, my 50 minutes. Get the fuck out of here. I'm done. Um, just come to a show. Tell your fucking friends, you know. It's an early morning live pod. I don't know what you want. I'm all hyped up on coffee. I haven't had any water. I'm freaking out. Um, but I will say... Yeah, I don't know. Cool, cool. All right. Tell your friends. Spread the hype. Spread some goddamn hype. Adelaide, come to a show. Etc. Don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.